Welcome to the Hockey Dudes Podcast. This is Hayden here. No Tom tonight. Tom was busy. He is working with spreadsheets. That honestly sounds terrible. I hate sheets just in general. Um, But I'm here talking hockey with you guys. We had an awesome interview with our guy Mike Todd, the in-arena host for the Columbus Blue Jackets, aka the Coats. We had a lot of fun. He is a awesome guy a very professional i um honestly had a had a great time talking to him i have a insane amount of questions i could have asked him because i just think his job is so fascinating i mean he is the guy he brings the juice he is um the best compa- i don't know not the not a good comparison at all but when you're in a student section He is like the student section leader, but for an entire NHL fan base. He is an absolute beast at what he does. I've gotten a chance to play in some of the games. If you've, I mean, a lot of fans have gotten a chance to play. If you've gotten to meet him face to face, him face to face, you know he is an extraordinary guy. He talked about a little bit of his side work he does outside of the Blue Jackets. It overall was a great interview. I loved it very much, and I can't wait to get to it. Real quickly before we do, though, before I get to that, let me update you on some NHL scores and see what's going on, and I'll kind of predict what I think is going to happen. Maple Leafs right now playing the Senators. I have Austin Matthews on my team. Looks like the Sens are up one to nothing. Um, looks like the Capitals and Blues are still yet to get going there. Uh, I got. I'm not gonna lie. I like the Blues. Up. Oh, excuse me. I got it. Up. 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 Up to date. Updates. Senators playing the Blues. Or sorry. Excuse me. So excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Senators playing the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs up three to two. I like the Maple Leafs in that one. Uh, Blues taking the Capitals. I take the Blues. Um, I've told. I recorded a podcast before, but it, it didn't. I don't know if you guys heard it or not. I. Um, I took the Blues um, plus one and a half in this one easily all day. I know a lot of people think they're going to be on a Stanley Cup hangover. I think they're going to come out hot against the Capitals. Canucks taking on the Oilers. I like the Canucks in this one. Uh, Mostly, I like the Canucks. I don't think they're going to win outright, but I think the Canucks at... Plus one and a half. They'll make this one a one-goal game. I believe with Brock Besser and Elias Pettersson. The Calder uh, the Calder Trophy winner from last year. For those that don't know, that's the Rookie of the Year in Hockey. Sharks at Knights tonight. I am a big fan of the Knights in this one. They've been buzzing. I think the Knights are plus one and a half against the Sharks. I like the Knights in that one a lot. Um, and then some Thursday notable games. I'm not going to go through all of them. Excuse me. I'm not going to go through all of them. But I would take on the Thursday night games, I will take the Sabres over the Penguins. Uh, I like that one a lot. I think the Sabres are plus one and a half. I'll take the Sabres in that one without a doubt. I last year bet against the Sabres. It didn't work out for me. I'll take them in that one. Again, the Blue Jackets are playing Friday night. The Maple Leafs are coming to town. It's the opening night for the Jackets. I know a lot of fans are really excited for this year. Really forward to see. Really looking forward to see how that gets going.
just real quickly, I did a little, I walked through the schedule and what I thought was going to happen for this year. These are some crazy, crazy, like these are not abnormal win-loss records, but I have the Jackets going a total record of 40, 27, and 15, finishing off the year with 95 points. They go 29, 8, and 4 at Nationwide Arena. They go 11, 19, and 11 on the road. So, I don't know, just a little interesting exercise. If you want to go through all the games, kind of predict the record. It's always a fun thing to do. But I have us coming out at 95 points this year. 95 points in most years has not been enough to get a team into the playoffs. But I think this year will be a down year for the Metropolitan Division and for the Eastern Conference in general. I feel like it's a little bit more top-heavy than it's ever been. So I like the Jackets finishing the second wildcard spot with 95 points this year. That's what I'll take. I think their ceiling for this year, and I did this based on my own mathematics, I think the ceiling for this Blue Jackets team is 102 points. And I think the lowest they'll get is 88 points. So I think they'll be somewhere between 88 points and 102 points. No matter what, they're definitely going to be competing for a wild card spot. I don't think they're going to win the Metropolitan Division outright this year. But again, I do think they're going to compete for a wild card spot. And I think they're going to finish the year with 95 points and be the second wild card. And we predicted in the season preview where I thought everybody else was going to fall. But again, hockey is back. I'm so I'm so. So excited for hockey to be back. I'm playing fantasy hockey this year. I got Austin Matthews playing tonight. I got uh, Ryan O'Reilly on my team playing tonight. I have Connor McDavid playing tonight, and I have Logan Couturier. So this is going to be a great night for me. It's a Wednesday night. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. There's obviously no football on, but still, this is this is better. I'd rather have... What we have going on tonight with hockey being back, I'm going to have to go and convince um, my brother not to be watching a movie right now. That might be tough. I might just be end up watching hockey on my laptop. Nonetheless, it will be on a screen in front of my face. It is back. Jackets of Friday. All right, let's kick it over to Mike Todd. Welcome to the Hockey Dudes podcast. We're having a awesome guest in here. From the Blue Jackets organization, it is the in-arena host, Mike Todd. Mike, thank you for joining us here tonight. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks, man. I'm, uh, I'm so honored to be on your show. Uh, thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. You, Like I said, you're our first ever guest, so there's, wow. no, there's no pressure at all. No pressure. <laughs> this is, it, it's, it's all uphill from here. It's, <laughs> it's nothing but the best after this. <laughs> I don't think so, man. You're, you're a beast oh. out there. We got a... Sounds like you're. You said you're at a, your daughter's cross country meet. It sounds like there's a little action going on out there. I am down in Swordsville at the Backwoods Fest, and my daughter's going to be running through Pickerington Central here in about half an hour or so. But I always have time for my fellow uh, brethren of the fifth line. Okay, yeah, the Tigers, right? That's is that. You got it. There we go. The Pick, the Pick Central Tigers. I listen. I didn't go to Pick Central. I went to Olentangy Orange, but I know oh, all I'm sorry the. Sorry to hear that. I yeah. I, I know. Okay, you're telling me. I know all the mascot names very well across across the state. For some reason, mascot names. As you should. They As just, you should. They just click with me for some reason. All right, Mike. But let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about you for a second. Um, okay. As best as you can, walk me through kind of like your childhood, and then like oh what gosh. what yeah, but you, as as much as you want to go into. But as pretty much, I want to get to you went to OU, right? That college is yes, when sir. you. I don't know. Did you call it OU when you went there, or was it Ohio? Like, 
We ha- called it OU. We okay. called it OU. Yeah, just walk walk me through the process of you, yeah, deciding to go to school there. Wow. Okay. Well, I was, uh, I'm a native of Ohio. I was born in Dover, Ohio, in Tuscarawas County. Um, I grew up in a very small town called Piedmont, Ohio, in Harrison County. Grew up on Piedmont Lake. Um, went to Union Local High School um, and always wanted to be in broadcasting and always knew that that Ohio University was the place to go if you wanted to be into broadcasting. So went there, um, met my wife there. Nice. Um, was also, also um, worked for the college radio station there, ACRN, Go Rock Lobsters. <laughs> um, and also met the uh, one and only public address announcer for the Columbus Blue Jackets, Greg Murray there, Mr. Jackets on the power play. Uh, he and I worked at the college radio station together, and we had our own we had a, a Saturday night show, and we also had a morning show. Uh, we set at the time the Ohio record for most consecutive hours on the air, which was ninety nine point three hours. Wait, uh, we raised money. Wait, wait, we wait. raised money for you. You were on air for over a hundred hours. You are correct, sir. What? How? How? How did you? How do you achieve something like that? Like, did you sleep? Like, what? God. Well, what we would do is we would take little power naps on the tiny little couch out in the lobby uh, of ACRN at the time. And Greg and I sometimes would do hits together. Sometimes we'd do them separately. And we also played the largest game of gin rummy in our lives. Oh, my Greg God. <laughs> and I think, I think Greg, Greg Murray won by like 7,000 points. I can't, I can't remember the, the exact number, but, uh, but, boy, it was a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, that's over four days of radio. Four days of was, radio. It was incredible. Halfway through it, I lose my voice. Oh, my God. You had to. You had to. Yeah. So, so I, I, sounded, I sounded like a really bad version of Larry King about halfway through. and But, you know, mate, we got our way through it, and it was, uh, it was something else. So graduated from Ohio in 92, um, moved back to Columbus and or my wife's from columbus rather and so we uh worked uh i got actually got out of and worked in radio while i was at ou oh my god um worked for uh wxpq and wath ath wath is actually an affiliate of the blue jacket so uh you know worked down there for a while uh worked up uh worked up here in columbus doing a little bit of radio here and there um and then other business opportunities became available Got out of radio, but I still DJed weddings and corporate events and things like that, and sure. I've been doing that since I was 19. So fast forward to 2003, a friend of mine sees this uh, sees this ad on the Blue Jackets website. They're you know hiring for an arena host to do contests and stuff with the fans and public. She's like, hey, you ought to give that a shot. So I uh, I auditioned. There's about 15 other people. And 16 years later, they still haven't kicked me out. Oh, no, they have not. They have not kicked you out. And you know what? You do a great job. I didn't know you have that much of a history with radio. That is that's oh, awesome. Yeah. I loved radio. when I used to, And then when I worked at WXPQ in Athens, I did the morning show there and did, like, comedy bits and stuff and, and worked with a really funny guy by the name of Tom Mills. Um, and that just to be able to create stuff was just a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's, those are some of my best memories is working, working radio in Athens. That's and awesome. then, like I said, I said, I did a little bit up here, did a little bit up here in Columbus. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it will, it, it is, it will always be a great love of mine. So, you know, and I have just the, the utmost respect in the world for everybody who does it. So, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's just nice to do. And it's, it, it was an absolute blast and, uh, a, a great part of my life. Well, you know, I was going to definitely ask you about your relationship with uh, Greg because uh-huh. you two are just like that dynamite duo in there. Just, <laughs> it's just absolutely locking down Nationwide Arena. I love it so much. But um, I thought you were going to – I was like, I don't know if he wants to get into like – I don't know what he wants to get into as far as stories with Greg. Like, I mean, I don't know if you were going to share any like drinking stories or anything. Like, I didn't oh, know where this was going to no. go. But I you know what? I do not kiss and tell, my friend. I do not kiss and tell. You know what? I'll take the the four days of radio story any day of the week. I love that. That's you said that is that an Ohio, Ohio record? A it was it was an Ohio record, and I think for a brief moment in time, it may have been a U.S. or a world record. I'm not really sure. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, we'll we'll go with that. Go we'll with say that. we broke a world record. What the heck? Absolutely, you did. And then you got an A in that class, right? Whatever class, I'm sure you were getting radio credit for. You got an A, right? We'll go with that, too. Sure. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, you've been – so 16 years, is that what you said, right, yep. with the Blue Jackets? Uh, yes, you've sir. seen – dude, you've seen the ups and downs, man. But I'll tell oh, you yeah. what, these last four years have been fun. Um, just kind of tell me, like, were you nervous at first when you started the job? You had to be, right, seeing your face oh, up there on the Jumbotron like that? like that's, Absolutely. Yeah, you get, I mean, I, and there's, there's still times where I'll just kind of, you get that, I don't know if it's nervousness now, but it's exhilaration. You're like, okay, you know, don't, don't mess this up. Um, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's get out there and, and give people, uh, you know, let's give them a good experience. And, but yeah, oh yeah, when I started, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And then, uh, you know, after, after a certain while, it just, it clicked. And we've got so many, amazing talented people who i've worked with over the years and work with now that have made it just one of i mean it's a it's something i do on the side but it's a dream job yeah it's it's incredible speaking of which you are in the restaurant industry is that correct that is correct i have uh, two dairy queens i have uh, one in pickerington and then one on the east side of columbus on no bixby road and i've been doing that full-time for 21 years okay so that's that's your gig right there you know restaurants that that takes a special type of talent being able to to manage those places because what do they say in the industry like if you can make it over that three to five year hump right i mean granted dairy queen you you i'm sure you lean a little bit on the corporate side of things right for absolutely well, and, and, a, and a neat little story here is, um, you know, we have the two Dairy Queens, which are recognizable franchises worldwide. But you say that three to five year spin, you know, I had a, uh, a Philly cheesesteak slash pizza shop for, I want to say it was about three years. And we shut it down because we were just, we were working, working too hard to, to break even. So yeah, you're right. And, you know, that's, that's a valuable lesson, especially in the restaurant industry. I mean, if you can make it over a certain amount of time, you know, you're going to be a success. And you know, anybody who gets in the re- – they want to get in the restaurant business and said, well, come spend some time with me and I'll try and talk you out of it. <laughs> right, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, especially in this town, right, Columbus is such a – I've heard it called a foodie town, you know. Like, do you even, like, go to, like, McDonald's – like, can you even walk into a McDonald's or a Wendy's? Like, I <laughs> – 
I love fast food. I mean, obviously, you can take a look at it and you see how much I love fast food. Um, we all love fast food. People, people, people will joke about fast food sometimes. They're like, well, if it's such a joke, how come there's a fast food restaurant every 10 feet? You know, some, somebody's going. Somebody's buying those dilly bars. Somebody's buying those chicken baskets. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but yeah, and it's working in the restaurant industry and being being able to work with my family and being, you know, self-employed. It's really taught me some valuable lessons that helped me as an in arena host because you you understand from the perspective. Listen, it's not the Mike Todd show when I'm out there doing what I'm doing for for the uh, for the Blue Jackets. It's I'm representing a brand which is the Blue Jackets. And then I'm also representing whatever sponsor happens to be yeah. taking taking care of the promotion. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. It's, That's it's, a it's, tough it's job. Given me, it's given me a valuable perspective that hopefully has helped me do a better job being the arena host uh, for the Blue Jackets. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's not – that's not one thing I've ever thought of, actually, is you making it about yourself. And that's just a credit to how good of a job you actually do. When people think of the Blue Jackets, when people think of Nationwide Arena, they think of they think of you because you but, – but you don't seem to be doing it for that, and that's what makes you one of the best <laughs> at well, it, for well, sure. Thank you. Uh, and, I tell you and, and, DJ, and DJing uh, weddings and, and, and things like that, that's where I learned that lesson because whenever you're DJing a wedding, no one's there to see you. No one's there to listen to you talk. They're there to enjoy themselves and have fun with their friends. Same thing at the Blue Jackets games. No one's there to see me. I'm, and I'm just there to make sure that I facilitate things and make sure that everybody has a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about one of the best parties in town is the way that that building was rocking last year going into that postseason. And then those two games that we had, well, I mean, we ended up having what five five playoff games here last year. And, man, have you ever seen anything as special as those two that we had here at home against the Lightning? That was something that I don't think anybody will, will ever forget, you know. And, and you know, and I'm looking for us to obviously to, to go even farther this season and, and in seasons beyond. But to see the fans rewarded, to see the people in the organization rewarded, to see the players and the coaches rewarded with that kind of a performance, knowing that we had that in us to sweep one of the best teams ever in the regular season in the National Hockey League, you know, it's it's something you never forget. So uh, I, it, it, it's, it's leaving me speechless right now. Absolutely. But it's, 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 it's an, it was an incredible experience and it was very fulfilling to see so many people rewarded for so many years of hard work. Yeah. And nobody's dealt face to face with more blue jackets fans than you. I mean, I don't think you'd even remember the fact that, me and the guy that the other guy does this podcast, who you might know, he worked for the Jackets last year. His name was Tommy, long hair guy, oh, uh, yeah, 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 tall yeah. guy. He he worked with yep. uh, he worked closely with Jason and like yep. Um. Anyway, we like early on, like I think it was like four or five years ago. We were just like I think we were freshmen or sophomore in college, and like he's from Cleveland. We went to a Jackets game and we got pulled to do the little tubing thing at Mid Ice. And we smoked the two guys that we went against, but <laughs> it was funny. I mean, but just watching watching you in the zone, just be like, all right, listen, you get out there, you get right off the ice. We don't have a lot of time. <laughs> what are some of your favorite games, some of your favorite, you know, things like when you go in and you see the script for the night, what are some things you really look forward to doing? What are Mike Todd's favorite games? Uh, first one that comes to mind is bubble ball. Yes. I, I always encourage people, 
first of all, first thing I make sure that they've signed the waiver, and then I'm like, okay, I want lots of blood and violence. That's what I want to see. Yes. And and so that's one of my all time favorites. I love the contests that the other fans can get involved in, where like people are guessing things up on the screen, and I'm always encouraging the rest of the fans, you know, hey, you know, help them out here. Let's and more times than not, a fan has won a contest because people in the crowd have shouted out the answer or things like that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You see them standing there looking around, and people are just, it's, it's. I'm, I've never done one of those things where I'm doing the games on the Jumbotron, but I'm sure as a fan, the answer's easy to you because everybody else sure. is saying it, but you're the person in, whose face is on the Jumbotron, so you're like, you're just frozen in time. There was a guy, and I think it was last year, where we we do this contest, and it's basically like the final puzzle on Wheel of Fortune, where we we spot you some letters, and and then we ask you to give us uh, vowels and consonants. And I asked this guy, I'm like, okay, I need I need three consonants, and he goes, O. I'm like, that's a vowel. And then he goes, and then he goes, A. I'm like, that's another vowel. Oh no, you, you know. So, but that's the thing, and so. I feel bad for that person because I'm like, God, I should have done a better job of prepping them, getting them ready. So you, you want to you take ownership of those things. And any of the guessing games are a lot of fun. And then another favorite of mine is interviewing the little kids when they're playing the, at the hockey game during the intermission because I never know what they're going to say. And yes. Yes. Whenever, whenever, whenever the kids – just you know, say something completely off the wall. Those are my favorite moments because it's it's genuine, it's real, and it's crazy because you know now that I've done this so long, I will have adults that'll come up to me and say, "Yeah, you know, I was a little kid one time and you interviewed me, oh my and now they and now they have kids, and you think, man, oh man, I can't believe it's been that long, and that all these fans." are now adults and they're raising their own little fans who are going to be playing out on the ice. That's that's great though. I mean, you've seen this you've seen this hockey town, quote unquote, really grow into yeah. a hockey town. You see lifelong Blue Jackets fans coming back to games. That that changes the fan base, doesn't it? It does. It's it, it's something that I don't take for granted anymore. I, I think I probably did the first couple of years because I was probably still trying to still trying to find my way as far as, as, as what my what my presentation was going to be with the Blue Jackets, but to see all of these families, to see all of these people grow up, that to me is is, is just amazing, and it's, and I, I know I've used the word rewarding numerous times here, but it is, it's, it's rewarding because that's what's important to me. You know, sports, sports teams change, cultures change, players change, but the fans, you know, they just keep coming back. So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Gosh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you seem like the kind of guy that I could just go on and on about with questions. But it sounds like the race is getting a little intense there. So I'll I'll try to, I'll get two more questions in and then we can get out. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, First question of the last two is, you used to do uh, in-game presentation stuff for the Ohio Machine. Yes, sir. So that makes me wonder: Did you play? Did you play lacrosse growing up? What was sports you played? And then, like, what was your experience with the machine like? Um, didn't play lacrosse growing up, but my all of my kids have played lacrosse. Uh, my son played in college at Wilmington, and now he's the head lacrosse coach at Pickerington Central. Oh, 
Um, my oldest daughter, she played in high school. And then my youngest daughter, who is, is running her race, uh, she plays for Pickerington Central Lacrosse. So once, once I knew there was going to be a pro lacrosse team here in town, I, I don't think I'd ever been more aggressive in my life um, to, try and, uh, to, try and get a, to try and get a gig. And, and those, those was it eight years, seven, eight years were just some of the most rewarding. And, and the other thing is I, have, I still, even though the team is no longer exists, I still maintain so many friendships uh, from that. And, uh, yeah, I just, just absolutely love the sport of lacrosse. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a neck-and-neck tie with uh, – neck and neck tie with uh, with hockey. Well, and that's the thing is it is a great sport to watch. I actually I actually interned for the Ohio Machine the first year that they were at Obets and Oh wow. Okay. They, they were that was the year they won the championship. They went on with Tom Schreiber, Marcus Holman. What an awesome team that was. I mean, they were dynamite in an, in an eight team league nonetheless, but that was quality quality product watching those guys best in the world at what they do, moving the ball around. The game was fast. <laughs> it was fun. There's uh, nothing like there's nothing like watching a sport where you can see no matter what the sport is you can see the best in the world play it. Yes, absolutely. Okay, last question, and oh my, I feel like I'm gonna have to have you back on sometime to, to answer to all the questions I have. I have a lot more than I thought I'd have. But my last one is, how do you think the team is gonna do this year? The game starts on Friday. What is your energy going into? Obviously, your energy is high gonna going into the game. But what what are your thoughts on this year? I've said this numerous times over the summer. The St. Louis Blues were dead last the first of this year. They won the Stanley Cup with a goalie who was a fifth-string goalie at the beginning of last season. And if that can happen, anything is possible. Amen. Amen. I love that. All right, Mike, appreciate you so much for coming on, man. Uh, oh, my. Anytime. I, any, anytime. I, I, I'm happy to come on and talk hockey or, or whatever. I'll be in the arena. I'll make sure I stop you. Obviously, when you're going to be very busy, I'm going to stop you when you're at your busiest moment and introduce myself again. Please do. And I encourage anyone, anytime anyone's at a game, I'm normally over by Section 101 in the Nationwide Fan Lounge. I encourage everyone to come over and say hi. Nothing makes me happier. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mike. Good luck with the Dairy Queens, all right? All right. I'll I'll bring you a Dilly Bar or a Peanut Buster Parfait. There we go. Have a good one, Mike. Thanks, man.